Um, hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to our third podcast, which is uh, the evolution of technology in education. So our title for this podcast is going to be adapting to the evolution of education as we know it. So me as the, I'm going to be the host and with my LVVs. So to begin with, I'll just start by introducing myself and they will introduce themselves. So for my introduction, uh, my name is Eddie and I'm 22 years old. Um, I'm currently at, uh, I'm currently studying at Ketin University in Malaysia, which is the one in Miri. Uh, where, I've, where I'm from, I'm an international student. I'm from Zimbabwe. And uh, being in Malaysia is for the education and meet new people. So I will give this platform uh, to my lovely LVVs and they will introduce themselves. My name is Sam Wilson. Uh, you could call me Wilson. This year I'm 19, but I haven't passed my birthday yet, so I'm 18. I'm currently studying environmental engineering in Curtin University, Malaysia. I'm from Ipoh, Perak. I would say it's kind of rural, but it's home. I would pass it to the next one, Noor. Hey guys, I'm Noor Ain. Uh, I just graduated from Bachelor of Accountancy and currently pursuing ACCA. Association of Chartered Certified Accountants with the mode of self-study. I am from Malaysia, Ipoh, Perak to be exact. Uh, Ipoh is an urban area and basically Perak is the state that currently developing the technology and also the network. For example, one of the national connectivity and digital infrastructure provider such as Telecom Malaysia, TM, is trying their best to ensure that everybody has the strong and stable internet connection in every areas. And I will pass to Lai. Hey guys, so my name is Lai Tuxuan. I'm like officially 19 this year. Well, I'm also from Ipopera as well, uh, like the other two LEVs. So I'm currently studying environmental engineering in Curtin University. Curtin University, and um, I'm currently having a SEM break. So a little more information about our hometown, Ipoh. It's well known for white coffee. All right, uh, thank you so much. So those were my LVVs. So to begin this podcast, uh, like I said before, it's mainly about the evolution of technology. So I've got a question for you guys. What is one technological device that is a norm for you now, but would have been a dream for you in the past? Like when you were in a, when you were young, maybe primary school or something like that. What is one technological device? Uh, I will have uh, Wilson, you can go first. For me, because um, uh, I was born in a somewhat middle-class family, so I'm privileged with computer. So that wouldn't be my pick. My pick would be phone. Uh, when you're in, how do you say, when you're in primary school, you will see your friends, they all having a phone. But for me, I didn't have it. So 
it's a norm to have everyone to have a phone right now. But for me, yeah, it, it was a dream in the past, but now I do have it. I'll pass it on to Jishin. Well, I basically um, have the same opinion as Sam's because I never possess a phone, not until I'm at my secondary school. So that that phone was kind of like a very huge dream for me when I was still in my primary school because uh, friends around me, they all have the phones and there's, when they start texting among themselves, I was still using the old telephone and I still need to remember the contact number and to call them. So yeah, Nor, do you want to share? All right. All right. Uh, so as you guys know, it's obviously the technological devices that is a norm for me now is smartphone. But for me, a smartphone as well as laptop play a critical role in my life, especially during this especially during this pandemic of COVID-19, as we are in the movement control order. So everything we must use a smartphone in order to purchase uh, our groceries and also our food. All right. Uh, thank you so much for the sharing. And uh, moving on, uh, since you guys, most of you talked of the smartphone, I will be asking, like, are there any technological advancements that are not educational related or anything, but technological adv advancements that were in the recent years that piqued your interest? Like, why did, why did this interest you? Like, any advancements in the technology sector? I will have a uh, Do you mind to go first? All right. So, the... The one technological advancement that piqued my interest is probably going to be the smart voice assistance. Because back in the days where we still do a lot of things manually, like maybe when you ha have a reminder, you need to take it down. Uh, I mean, typing it down into your phone. But at the new era now, we just use, you know, just use the voice commands like, hey, Google, uh, remind me to do what thing at what time. So I think it's very convenient. We can, even without touching the phone, we can get something done. All right. Uh, no, would you? In my point of view, in terms of technological advancement, uh, I'm more interested in terms of cybersecurity. As uh, I mentioned before that, we are moving everything online. Since uh, this pandemic COVID-19, we have been encouraged to make online purchase instead of physically purchase as government is uh, implementing the movement control order, order or MCO. So it's kind of restrict our movement to go anywhere that we want. So consequently, we have to make online payment by using online banking or credit card or even debit card or like currently we are encouraged we, we have been encouraged by the government to use cashless or we call it as e-wallet like boost touch and go and also grab pay so as a result from this i feel that the cyber attackers will maximize the opportunity as majority of the people is utilizing the online transaction so 
cyber attackers will access and misuse the sensitive of the information, extorting money from users, and also interrupting the normal business process. So I hope, I, I feel that cyber security is, it is important to implement the effective cyber securities because we are moving towards more online transaction. So how about Sam? What do you think? I mean, for me, um, a te technological advancement that piqued my interest is, I'm not sure if you guys know like how there's a type of hollow fence, which they don't have blades. I'm not sure if you guys know, like that kind of structure. There's now a solid state wind power. I saw this on YouTube. It's like, it's a wind power generator, but it does not have any blade. It's shaped like an oval with the middle hollow. And then it's just, it's just like a wind power generator, but it's more efficient. And it also doesn't kill birds like a traditional wind power generator with blades. So yeah, that, that kind of piqued my interest. It's, it's just really cool to see how our technology has come far and to have made advancements every decades or years or so. Yeah. All right, uh, thank you. So people being from different regions and being from different homes, like uh, I'm trying to get to understand how is the use of technology in education, like in your homes, where, where you guys come from. So no, you mind to go first. Um, generally, the use, the use of technology in education is doing assignment like we are especially for the tertiary education we must we have to do research in google and also in the journal so the main the main usage of the technology is basically assignment for me how about sam well for me personally I just mostly use like laptop, you know, to study and join classes and do research. So I would say like the technology I use in education in my home is just mainly laptop. Yeah. What about you, Jishen? Well, for me, I, I think I mainly use the technology in education for like searching for informations that are going to be used in my assignment or my presentations. I also use some um, devices to make like digital notes in order to help in my um, academics. Okay. So there's something I'm finding interesting. Like all you guys are, you're using technology to do research, to get more information. But how about in your homes is the platform where they are using technology maybe to improve something or to do some actions or activities besides research. Just a general question, it's open for anyone. I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Oh, I was saying like you guys are from your answers. I'm picking that you're using technology for research, right? Like mostly it's for research. Mm -hmm. So I am asking if in your homes, is there any like uh, place or environment 
where they are using technology like for advancements for infrastructures like something of research but maybe to improve something like maybe for example i would say maybe in the mining industry you'd say there's no technology on how to you know to pick minerals and what but so like is there any example of way technology is being used in your home country Well, I do know an example, but I'm not sure if it exists um, in our home country, but it is, I think it's uh, very widely used nowadays. Um, it's the 3D printer, right? It's very, I think it's a very, it has a very good future because it can like do many things well, just with just, um, you know, just inserting the programs or the codes that you have already planned, they've already written inside like the devices and you can just print it out as you like. So I think this may be very useful in the future. And might, okay. might, might I add on like uh, for Malaysia, right? If I'm not mistaken, we're also using our phones to like going into for this pandemic situation. We're using our phone, uh, using the technology when we're entering wherever places, you know, we have to sign in, sc scan the QR codes, and then it's just like, we can see like Malaysia is using this technology and help of our, and type of like a advancement, you could say, incorporating it with our normal life, yeah. Okay. Uh, so moving on, um, I would want you guys to maybe tell me like, how is your use of technology for your studies changed from when you were in high school to now being in, investing so can i get maybe fly going first sure so while i was still in my high school i used to make my notes i used to make my notes on uh, books notebooks so when i has um when i went into university i start doing digital notes because i found it very useful and very convenient it also saves me a lot of time so I think this new, this technology being implemented into my uh, education, it boosts my productivity. So it's really useful for my, uh, for this change is very useful for me. All right. Uh, no, would you have anything to add on to that? I totally agree with what I have mentioned before. Like for me, yes, when I was in high school, everything will be written in the science notebook or we call it as a long book. And we can also record the entry in the journal book or ledger book or cash book. So the moment when I entered into the university, everything has to be recorded in the Microsoft Excel. And other than that, the for me to make the comparison between my high school and also university life. In my university, I was exposed to many programs and also software in accounting, such as uh, UBS, Xero, AutoCAL, and also QuickBook. So we won't, we won't learn all this software when we were in the high school. So um, there are too many software actually in this world 
in the accounting fields, but we will learn one or two of it in the university. And if we are lucky, we will get a job in a company that using the same accounting software that we already learned in, in university as every company using the different types of accounting software. If we are unlucky, we will exposed to other accounting software. Therefore, we have to be prepared with any uh, changes in the company. Maybe Sam want to add more? Um, I would say like uh, adding on to Jishin, like in, in middle school, you just use textbook, like all of the notes you get, all of the things you read, it's just more onto textbook. But now in university, I can access to a website where I could have my learning materials for my school. There's something called Moodle. And I would say like more slides and you will tend to use um, internet to search for the solutions. But like uh, for the programs that, I use now, which I didn't in middle school, the most obvious one would be Zoom. And then other specifics to my course would be something like C++, Arduino, LTSpice, and like SketchUp, yeah. Okay, uh, that's great to hear. Uh, okay, so looking in the past year with this ongoing pandemic of the COVID-19, how has technology changed? Like in the terms of, uh, your education, how is technology changed? Who's on your mind going first? Um, sadly for me, I joined university right at the beginning of the pandemic. So I don't really know how differently I would study and how the pandemic would affect it. So would anyone else want to chime in? So maybe I would share more because uh, I entered university before the pandemic of COVID-19. So, and currently I'm still studying during the pandemic of COVID-19. So I feel that there are so many differences in terms of the technology that have been used. So obviously during this COVID-19, um, it's really, everything is going virtual, which means that we have virtual classroom instead of physical classroom. So virtual classroom, whether it is, can be Google Meet or Zoom or Microsoft Team. So we will use all of this online platform to have meeting with lecturers, discussion of our assignment with our friends. And yes, and consequently, our examination also is conducted in the in online platform. So everything will be typed in the Microsoft Word or Microsoft Excel instead of in the test pad. So for me, uh, technology, laptop, internet connection is play a vital role to us as a student. So how about Sushwen? Well, I think that um how has technology changed in terms of my education? So for my entire uni life until now, I'm still having online classes. So I think that there are still some benefits of this because, um, because it's online and most of the classes they're recorded. So the time flexibility for us to attend the classes are way more better because even if we're unable to join the classes, we, are, we can still access to the recordings of the classes. 
and we can still watch it later whenever we are free. So does so, this mean you guys support the, these changes and you say that they're helpful? I would well, say that, yeah, you first did. <laughs> well, I, some of the changes, uh, I still find it helpful. Like, um, I, I mean, there are still some, you know, some cons because the interactions between the lecturers and the students are way more lesser and we don't have, we don't get the chance to meet our lecturer in person when, whenever we have any doubts, that, any problems that we face. So yeah, there's still some pros and cons in my opinion. Okay, anyone wants to add on to that, the pros and cons? Okay, uh, I'll assume there's no one. So since there's now this new technology and new ways of doing stuff, uh, especially the virtual side, uh, how do you guys adapt to these changes of technology? Like, are there any specific steps that you guys took for you to learn and be able to adapt to these new technologies? How will no go first? Okay. Um, to adapt to these changes in technology. So for me, first thing first, we, we as a student, because I am a student, so first thing first, we have to look at the bright side, look at the changes positively. Actually, through technology, we are saving a lot of time. We don't need to travel a long distance to attend a meeting, to attend a class. And we can easily and continuously join many courses per day without moving from one place to another place. Everything just in the online platform. So it's really convenient for me. So how about Sam? Uh, I would agree on the, the points that uh, Nora made. And then, but to say like adapt, um, I think it depends on the person. But personally, I've been around computers since I was small. I went to like some uh, computer schools, which teach like Excel words. So it, it wasn't a really hard transition for me, but, uh, but a small, small step, which I still had to adapt to is like sending emails to the lecturer. But for me, like it's kind of hard because you, you still don't know how to like, you don't know how to compose a polite, but then a straightforward email. But I still like, I went through, I searched up online, how to make a proper email. But it's a good experience because like, uh, you have to learn this until you're going to do work, right? For the um, guidance, I think, I think the lecturer and the teachers, they do provide a lot of uh, suggestions and steps on how to do all those stuff uh, online, whether it's, it's paying online, whether it's just doing official things. I think like uh, the, our, our, my university has provided so, so enough things for us to be able to easily adapt to the change now. Okay, uh, Lai, do you think that uh, the lectures have given the students like sufficient information and uh, a sufficient and conducive environment for them to adapt to these changes? Well, 
in my situation, in my university, I think my lecturers have done a really good job. They, um, what they did was they keep on updating me, updating us on the steps that we need to be, uh, that do need to be taken from us and uh, like, or the guidance they provide us so that we are not lost. Uh, for example, when we, are when we are going to have a online exam, the teacher will normally email us with the proper and detailed instructions on how to access to the exam and what to be prepared for the exam. Okay. Um, I think we'd all agree to what I just said. So there's an interesting fact here. I'll go with Wilson first. Since uh, you said uh, you haven't been in the environment, like in the university environment where there was face-to-face, -face, and in the event that this pandemic lowers down and people are allowed to go for the face-to-face -face learning, uh, since you've been a computer person, you've grown around computers and technology, like you're saying, uh, do, you, do you think that uh, when we go back to face-to-face -face learning, uh, these technological changes that have been made that you got first into, uh, do you think that they should be kept or we must move on and go back to face-to-face -to -face I feel like, um, I feel like for me personally, I still prefer face-to-face. -face. And then for these technologies, it's not, it's not to say we should just keep one side, just keep all the technology or just use all face-to-face. -face. We could have a mixture of both. Um, I would say like the 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 one thing that I really want to one technology part that I really wanted to stay is to chance to rewatch classes because in middle school you may have a really great class but then you just can't rewind it you can't look it look back to it but now every lecture it, despite it being online is being recorded I'm not sure if it's uh in face to face it will happen the same but I hope we still have access to recorded lectures when we move back to face-to-face. -to -face. Yeah, that's my opinion. All right. So maybe asking now, do you like, what's your take face-to-face uh, -face versus uh, these new technological changes? Uh, I totally agree with Sam. Even though we do go back face-to-face -face learning after this, Yes, we should still keep some of this technology even though we go back to the uh, our, our normal life, which is physical class. We should, I think uh, it is better to implement blended mode of study or we call it as hybrid study, hybrid mode or mixed mode of study, which means that we have physical class as well as recording session. It is, it is good actually to have the recording station so that the students can refer back when they are in doubt. All materials also should be safe in the cloud storage. So this will ease the process of studying where the student can material anywhere at any time. So yes, I agree that we should keep this technology in our life. How about position? Okay. Oh, I have no more opinion about this. Oh, you support. Okay, so I will 
conclusively, I would just say you guys think that uh, the technological changes should be kept when you go back to face-to-face. Yes. Okay. So with that being said, uh, Laya, I have a question for you. Uh, from what you know of a secondary educational system in your homes, right? Do you think that the high school students are sufficiently exposed to technology in their respective school? Well, um, I think some of the school has, but some of the school does have. Uh, for example, in my high school, um, we are actually um, having the computer lab session where we'll be using the computers provided by the school. And uh, we get the lessons, we get to learn how to use the basic Microsoft or like the Microsoft PowerPoint, Microsoft Excel. So we are taught um, with the basic and maybe some intermediate functions of those applications. So yeah, Sam, do you want to add on? Um, I had the same, uh, I, I went to the same high school as I, so it's just exactly the same. But like my cousin, he, he went to an international school, like they brought laptops to school. I'm not sure how they use it, but like I think it depends on the school and their teaching system regarding technology. So I would say that, yeah, the, the exposure is determined by what the school is like, what kind of uh, system they use. All right. Uh, what about no? I'm maybe guessing you're at a different high school. Uh, yeah. Um, in my point of view, uh, high school students are not sufficiently exposed to the technology. It is proven that there are laws, especially starting from last year when we started our online education. It seemed that students could not catch up in the lesson. So it can be either the student do not know how to use all of the technology, or maybe they do not have the facility, the laptop, the network, the internet connection. So because we are too familiar with physical interaction before this. So other than that, I feel that, and I'm sure that school did not train the student to use all of the technology as we never expect that we are going through online education now. So suddenly COVID come and everything go online. Everyone is not prepared. And yes, we can see actually our, our uh, the, the high students kids and also the primary students, they are actually struggling in adapting this uh, technology in their education. Okay. so. Just a, a general question. So does it mean that uh, students or maybe just people in general, they are being exposed to technology more when they go to the university level? Do you mean when they go to university level? Yeah, like uh, since you guys are saying uh, uh, high school, like they are not really exposed to sufficient technology. So does it mean that most of the people, they are getting exposed to this technology when they go to the university level? I think it really depends because when we're talking about exposure to technology, you have to factor in a lot of, a lot of factors. 
first you have to see if their family have 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 the opportunity have like the money to have technologies in their household you have to think about how how, how maybe some some students are more having higher adaptabilities or you could say like if the government provided enough you know for the poor students so i think like there are a lot of factors we have to factor in but like uh for university cuz mostly all of the base all of the universities these students have to get a laptop. I think it's a, I'm not sure uh, if it's a basic understanding, but like we should like, I mean, like technically everyone gets a laptop before university. So I would say like it is uh, if the person, depending on his situation, normally when he reaches university, he will like, he or she will, will be exposed to technology in terms of laptop, yeah. Oh, all right. Anyone wants to add on to that or we can go on? Um, I actually really agree on what Sam say because even if um, a student came from a very poor family, but no matter what, if the parents is able to support his uh, university fee, um, I think that the parents will normally still try their best to get uh, more uh, try to get at least a laptop for for his uh, for his child because it's very important for them to have this device during their university life. Yeah. Okay. Um, so with that being said, uh, I'll say, in terms of secondary and primary education, how do you guys think technology can help aid in the students' learning? Like looking at the structure of our curriculum of education and the students learning. How do you guys think technology can aid to this? Like, do you have maybe examples or of programs or devices you think should be added to the students, like still at a younger age? Like uh, anyone can go first. I can go uh, first. Yeah, sure, okay. sure. <laughs> okay, so I think the implementation of technology into education is, uh, it's actually really helpful to, uh, for students because let's say whenever they have a, encountered a problem in their studies and maybe if their teachers are not good enough at explanation to them, they can just search online because I believe nowadays there are many people's uploading tutorials about even every subject online for free, like on the YouTube platform. So I think many of these, um, these free kind of free education tutorials are actually available online. And uh, I, I think with the proper implementation of technology, such as um, some programs on devices, maybe some, you know, there are many programs designed for boosting students' productivity, like a focus assisting application. Um, there are many of them, and one of the most famous one is called Forest. So I think these applications are really helpful for the student studies. Yeah. Okay, uh, with that said, I'll also ask uh, maybe Wilson, do you have any programs or devices or and how they can be implemented to help uh, 
aged uh, students? Yeah, uh, of course I have a few examples, but I have one example. But like uh, just before that, I want to talk about how I feel like in my in my opinion, technology is a game changer in education. It's just it's just having much more possibilities, you know, different ways to teach children. Like for the simplest uh, idea, it's just that you know, showing a video can just be more more expressive than keep explaining with words. Uh, for the program part, um, like. I'm not sure if you guys tried Kahoot before, but it's it's a it's a fun interactive quiz game. You know, I, I feel like that kind of program will let the student want to pay attention during during class and like get high rankings. So I would say that's one of the programs that I think is should be added to the secondary educational system. Oh, okay, uh, but uh, no, uh, do you have like? Any ways you think we can implement uh, taking a look at the examples of uh, the programs and devices uh, Wilson and Lai we're talking of? Do you think, do you have any ways we can implement them? Uh, when we talk about the technology, we can run from the program or devices, which means that um, I think government should support the students not all the students but especially the students from the lower lower income or the students who in need of the devices government should uh, sponsor them maybe uh, government together with ngo non-government uh, organization so that every student can have the opportunity to utilize and to maximize the devices that are going to be implemented in the school. Because we can't expect that everyone has the capability to purchase the devices in order to bring to the schools. Yeah, that's oh. Okay. So looking at uh, the future, right? Uh, let's say like, what would be like your, your dream for the future of educational technology? Like, is there any device or program? It can be fixed now. Like any, anything that you have in your mind that you think it will help aid in the learning. It can be something which doesn't exist, but maybe something just out of the blue that you just think if we put this in place, we can help aid our learning sector. Well, I do have a concept of that. So in my opinion, I think I dream of, you know, having uh, tablets that is uh, unified across worldwide. So this tablet is basically for learning purpose for students. So it has many functions like digital note-taking and uh, it has camera, maybe sometimes uh, in case you need to conduct online lessons. And uh, it has access to many educational information and maybe you have the option to make these informations offline so that you can access these informations at any time, anywhere. And uh, I think this tablet should also be in implemented into every school, like when a teacher is assigning a homework 
they can do their homework directly on the tablet. So that this also minimize the waste that we create, like the papers, because these papers, we tend to use it once and throw away. So yeah, and I think they should also include maybe some mini games, which are very educational, but fun at the same time, like what Sam said just now, like the Kahoot. So I think like this kind of application being implemented into this device would be really helpful and it can um, enable the students to have fun at the same time while they are learning. Okay, okay. Uh, now, do you have any fictional dream or any fictional future for the aid? Uh, I totally agree with Chishuan that my dream is we hope that all the students will we have the tablet uh, for them to have the education because uh, I think it is better that every student do not need to carry their bag that fill in so many books, so many reference books, so many take book, textbook, all that to the school. Instead, we just uh, replace it or substitute it with the tablet. Because um, we, have to, we have to think when, when we are carry the high load of books in the back, means that it's, we are actually putting the pressure in our, in our shoulder. So it actually will, will affect our healthiness. To be exact that there is a case in newspaper also have been mentioned that some of the students carry high load of books and the consequences is they are suffering scoliosis. So I think it is better for the future that students only need to bring their tablet to the school instead of books. So that is my dream. And I hope that government and also non-government organization can support in providing these technologies to the students, especially those students that come from the lower income family. Okay. Um, so, for the people that are listening out there, do you have like any advice for them on how they can adapt this rapid evolution of technology in education? Um, I think uh, uh, I would give an advice. It's I think it's all men. It's all in mental. Like mentally, you know, you just have to not fear the evolution, and you know, just try to flow with it and learn. Now that's it for me. Okay, thank you, Wilson. Anyone wants to add on and give a few words for the advice? Well, I think the main step to be taken in order to adapt is to learn since everyone came into the world knowing nothing but you know crying sleeping and eating but so for what everyone did or does is endless learning so because in order to adapt to evolution um, we gotta get involved we did uh, we are not supposed to stick to the past and try not to refuse to accept new things because adaptation to evolution is what made the world today so I think I'll just end it with a Chinese saying. So you live until you're old, you also learn until you're old. Yep, that's all for me.
Oh, thank you so much. Uh, no, do you have anything to add on? Yes, of course. I have two advice for our listeners today, which means that I want to add point to Zixuan's um, point just now, that we must be a tech-savvy person, which means that we must, we, we should never stop learning. We should have a mindset of keep on learning and always update ourselves with the current technology. And of course, my next point is we have to be agile and adaptability is very important in our life, which means that we should be an open-minded person, always ready to learn new things as we are always in a situation or in an environment that keep on changing from time to time. So yeah, be prepared. That's all from me. Thank you. Okay, uh, those were the LVV is giving you their piece on technology. But uh, before we end the session, I'll put them in the corner for a second. Um, you guys, uh, what do you think is like, uh, so is technological advancement more good or bad? Like what are the advantages and disadvantages of uh, technological ad advancements? Um, I would say everything has its pros and cons. Everything is... There's black, there's white, there's, there's a different spectrum to every, every stuff, in, in my opinion. So, like, sometimes when things are too good, you get used to it. You know, you get too comfortable. You get when, so, like, people will get used to having phones, used to, for some abilities that we could do on our own, we may, we may lose that ability as, uh, as, like, the technology may just replace it. So, I would say... Technology improvement overall is good, but however, we have to keep reminding ourselves to not talk, to not over relying it too much. Yeah, that's that's my opinion. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, anyone wants to add more to that, or we just put a stamp that that uh, technological improvement is the way to go. I have the same opinion as Sam. So, Nor, do you have anything to say? Uh, I agree with Sam's point that we cannot too rely or depend on the technology. For example, I, I think that everyone can relate it. Like, we have calculator and it's like we already get used of a calculator and we start to, even simple calculation also, we, we are using the calculator to calculate, right? So, it's not good actually when we have too advanced of technology such as that is in terms of calculator. How about in terms of Google Maps? I think everyone is like, even though they, they know the location, but they still want to use the Google Map instead of using their brain to think the alternative way to go to the place instead of just depend on the Google Maps. So even though we are in the advanced stage, but don't put to rely or depend on it. But can oh. I add on? Can I add on? I would like to bring yes, up a sure, social. Sure. Yeah, I would like to bring up a social issue, and especially in Malaysia, we have this issue where the because of technology advancement, everyone has a phone nowadays. And then when we're going out to eat and having something to eat, you 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 can you can see 
like uh, personally, I'm Chinese, right? So there's a lot of Chinese kids. Normally, we used to have them running around and being noisy. But like the new age of, the, you could say like teenager parents, they like they just keep filling in the phones, filling in tablets for the kids, and then you know, it's technology advancement. But like the, that's what happens when you overuse it. You don't actually teach how how the kid to have proper manners, how to have proper ethics but like you just put in a phone in front of his face where he just keep you know looking getting dopamine from youtube or whatever so yeah that's just a how do you say a sad social uh, phenomenon that i'm seeing in malaysia right now yeah oh thank you so much uh uh i agree that it was a nice point uh thank you for the sharing and uh I, again, I am Eddie, and I was the OC for this uh, podcast. Please uh, tune in next time, and you can hear more of uh, Wilson, No, and Lai, who are my OVVs today. So, thank you so much, and this will be the end of our podcast. All right, thank you. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you, everyone.